Hey guys, welcome back to the F1 Girls. I'm Amy. And I'm Rihanna. And today we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic. We are going to be talking about Valtteri Bottas versus George Russell in the fight for Mercedes. Yeah, I've been really excited to see this episode, especially with where we are in the championship at the moment and the different rumours that have been popping up, but we'll get into that later because <laughs> we're going to start with just like a brief history on both of the drivers. Yeah, so let's start with Valtteri Bottas. So Bottas is 31. He is from Finland and he has been driving for Mercedes since 2017. Um, he started out in karting um, and he, did, he was in karting until 2006. Between 2007 and 2011, he was in... Uh, different forms of racing so uh, Formula 3, Formula Renault those kind of um, racing and then from 2010 he was actually the Williams reserve driver and between 2013 and 2016 he was at Williams so it's very similar to um, George Russell now and then, like we say, from 2017, he joined Mercedes. He had um, his best seasons uh, were 2017 and 2019, with 13 podiums in 2017 and uh, 15 in 2019. Uh, he's never had more than four wins in a season, which again was the 2019 season. Um, and he's had nine wins in his entire career. So yeah, a lot of that's quite interesting because um, that he got nine podiums at Williams. It's it's weird to see. I think Williams were doing podiums at that point, but yeah, I guess probably from that point and when Bottas back to what we were saying. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was when. Um, yeah, I think since since when Bottas left, I think that's kind of where it started to go like heavily downhill, and them not really getting many podiums after that. I don't really think. Um, and then also when he joined um, Mercedes, he was obviously replacing Nico Rosberg and he just, well, Nico just had his win, his world championship win in 2016. So that was pretty big boots to fill because obviously Nico was very well matched with Lewis, them constantly fighting for wins and the championship. So that was definitely, yeah, some big shoes to fill there. The final point of him having only four wins um, in one season, I mean, to anyone that's pretty impressive, but when your teammates with Lewis that's probably not very good in the sense of Lewis is getting many, many wins over a season, obviously winning championships. So he's he's in a bit of a sticky position, I think, at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, like you say, he had some pretty big boots to fill at Mercedes. And he just hasn't really filled them, um, which is unfortunate, really. Yeah, to go from being a driver who was getting the podiums to and the wins to being a driver who just isn't in the team it's a bit no I agree I feel like it's a little bit hit and miss of him you there'll, there'll be parts I think it must have been maybe the beginning of the 2019 season he was he was getting early on he was getting quite a few wins and we we're like oh is he actually gonna properly challenge Lewis for the the title and then it all just went downhill and he has a spell of doing really well and then he doesn't and then he then he does a little bit well again and then you're like oh is this is this him actually come back and then he doesn't and then it's it's kind of up and down he's never fully consistent I know like if your car breaks or something it's not your fault then obviously yeah that isn't his fault but he I, I think he's had long enough now 
to prove himself in the sense of if he was going to win a championship he probably would have done it by now yeah definitely so let's talk about George Russell yeah so he's uh currently 22 years old um British F1 racing driver I got all of this off his um his own personal website so I'm really hoping these these facts are (laughs) are up to date if not then that's going to be embarrassing for both of us Uh, (laughs) um he started his karting journey in 2006 um and was successful in various championships um and he also picked up a few podiums in formula renault uh he joined f4 in 2014 and moved up to f3 a year later so pretty speedy um and i think joined the mercedes like their version of the driver's academy in 2017 uh 2018 joined f2 uh where he had an absolutely astounding kind of like go there he got and more more victories, pole positions, laps led, and total podiums than any other driver, and then won the championship. So that's a massive legacy to leave in F2. And then 2019, joined uh, Williams in F1 uh, with his teammate Robert Kubica, um, who is a who's quite a veteran of F1. Obviously, he had his I think he had a quite nasty crash and then came back to Williams. Uh, I think that might have been his first time back after the crash. So I think that's a brilliant teammate for him to. To have to learn off as your as your f1 debut um but unfortunately since 2019 he hasn't had a very competitive car so he has not been picking up either none or i think he picked up his only points he picked up was actually when he drove for mercedes so i don't think that really counts <laughs> um but he has consistently outqualified most of his teammates so that just shows that there is um potential there 100 yeah definitely so we're a little bit biased when it comes to George Russell because he's one of our favourite drivers. Love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's had an incredible go of it so far. Like like you say, the legacy he left uh, for F2 was pretty astounding um, considering he only joined F2 in, what, 2018 um, and then went on and won that year's championship and then a year later he's in F1 like that's a big jump but yeah he's he like we say when Bottas left Williams it kind of went downhill and um Russell has been sort of taking taking the flack almost with with the uh, Williams car um and it's just not been as competitive as it should be and I feel like if he had a more competitive car, he would have been. He would be doing so much better already, but the car just isn't up to obviously the Mercedes standard. Yeah, and I I think was what probably hurts him as well is obviously you've got people there like Lando and Charles who I think he must have been racing in Formula Two, and obviously he beat them all in Formula Two. Yet they're them two are in McLarens and Ferraris, and he's stuck at the back of the grid in a Williams and. That must be so frustrating for him because he's he's been at Williams what three this is his third year now, and I I think he he's going to start getting frustrated if he's in this kind of position for much longer. Yeah, I think definitely. I think when it comes to with Lando as well, because obviously him, Lando, and Alex Albon were all rookies in the same year, and um, they should be having sort of the same experience in F one, but. Obviously, with Lando being in the McLaren, he his car is basically just better than the Williams car. So, um, yeah, it, it must be difficult. Yeah, 100%. Um, 
suppose that takes us to talking about teammate rivalries and I suppose there's not a huge amount we can really talk about with Russell because he he doesn't really get shown since he's at the back of the grid and what the interaction that they have and they don't have the opportunity to you know properly fight each other for points but we can see that he's clearly um he's been out qualifying and placing higher than pretty much most of his teammates since he joined F1 so I think that's that's all we can say about that but yeah with Russell though he's Mr Saturday <laughs> <laughs> yeah I suppose that's I think that's almost the best thing to be really because if you get most of the hard work done in qualifying you then have to do less in the race if you're then starting higher so that's not a bad reputation yeah he's been getting a lot better in the qualifiers and he's been getting he's like creeping up the um he's been creeping up the grid yeah has he he hasn't made it into a q3 yet has he he's, he's been really close no. occasions hasn't he but just not quite q3 yet which um, hopefully maybe one day <laughs> yeah definitely maybe one day but i suppose the teammate rivalry i think everybody wants to talk about bottas and hamilton it's never straightforward with them too is it no, I, it never is and it probably never will be. It's a very, it's it's kind of frustrating to watch sometimes because obviously Hamilton is the one who gets sort of outranked almost. No, he doesn't. Bottas gets outranked. <laughs> Hamilton is the one who gets picked by the team more. Like he, he is their number one driver. Um, but yeah, it's it, it can be frustrating to watch sometimes when obviously the team favours Hamilton and Bottas just kind of sits there and takes it. Yeah, no, I, I, I can kind of see where Mercedes is coming from because Lewis is a multiple, multiple world champion and Bottas isn't. So I guess by nature you would do that. But Bottas isn't a bad driver and I think he I think all Bottas wants is any kind of if there is any favoring going on just for that to be written off so he has a completely fair chance but then at the end of the day when he first came in 2017 they probably would have I don't know that they might because obviously Lewis has been in the team a very long time so I reckon they probably were they would have still favored Lewis from the beginning so I suppose Bottas has never really had you know their full undivided attention and in, in, I don't really know what I'm trying to say here but it's just I get where you I get what you mean like the, he's never had the chance to be the one that's out front and be the one that's sort of shining yeah yeah exactly he's never been the favorite child has he <laughs> yeah that, that must be frustrating but at the end of the day that's only part of it most most of the work is done through your performance if you're not performing then you can't expect to be you know, favoured. So I think it's it's not completely unfair in that sense. No. But in terms of him struggling, though, he, most of the time, it has been the car rather yeah. than him. Yeah. Which makes me think, are they, because Hamilton doesn't seem to have these issues that Bottas is having. So it makes me think, are they, actually doing the same things to the car yeah I I just want I just I think my thing with Lewis has always been that he's just been so unbelievably lucky in in with his car breaking and 
so, so he, he he's an amazingly consistent driver and he knows he knows how to look after his car and stuff but so that minimizes any chance of it you know him not being able to finish because of the car and i yeah i think i think lewis has been a lot more lucky in the sense of his car just hasn't broken I, I wouldn't have thought that it would be so different that bottas is just breaking all the time and lewis is, is fine but yeah he's lewis is just unbelievably lucky <laughs> He is. He's a very lucky um, driver, and I feel like Bottas just hasn't had the luck at all. Yeah, and that's kind of put a downer on um, his time at Mercedes. Yeah, I mean, looking at this year in particular, it's although he's had, I think, a couple of yeah, it's a couple of things where it just wasn't his fault. But the last few races, especially the Azerbaijan one, I there's just no real excuse for his performance. He did abysmally in qualifying and barely made up any places. I know the Mercedes were struggling, but Lewis wasn't struggling. <laughs> you know, this- Yeah, like if you look at the drivers championship table at the minute, Lewis is second with 101 points and Bottas is sixth with 47 points. So yeah. I don't think it was that bad. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. so it, it's bad. Oh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm slagging him off because I, I do. I do really like him as a driver, but it's just. It's just. I think someone who's arguably in one of the best, if not the best, you know, team. You really, really need to be proving that you deserve it. And there's many, many people just itching to get in that seat. So you, if you're gonna if you want to be a world champion, you want to say you really <laughs> have to put in the results. Yeah, I think he really needs to sort of book up his ideas for this, for the last, well, I say the last couple of races. We've got quite a few races yet to go, but um, we're not even at the summer break. But yeah, he needs to really book up his ideas for this season, um, like you say, to prove his worth. And because I Mercedes will be able to like replace him literally with the snap of a finger so he he really does need to sort of prove that he is worth the Mercedes seat that he's got because like you say it's it's one of the best seats in the championship so yeah and I think pretty much I think up until this season I think Mercedes had I think they had pretty much the perfect, you know, lineup. Lewis was basically winning, he's winning championship, winning the races. Um, Bottas was comfortably coming in second, pretty much getting second every time, if not third, which allowed them to comfortably win the constructors. I think that's the perfect situation for Mercedes. Because if you've got a situation like 2016 with um, Nico and um, Lewis, they were just constantly fighting each other. And that leads to them, you know, that time when they, crashed out together and that that then jeopardizes both their drivers championship and the constructors mercedes don't want a situation like that and having bottas not not challenging lewis really at all but bringing home a lot of points that is a perfect situation for them but now bottas isn't even consistently getting podiums i think now i think they've realized they've got to switch up a bit yeah now they've realized they've got to sort of make the change I feel like they've been very hesitant, like you say, because he was 
getting the points. But now that he's not, I feel like they're definitely going to be looking at it in a different light and being like, actually, we, maybe we do need some fresh blood on the team. Yeah, definitely. I suppose we can move on to um, their relationship now. And I suppose this is a difficult one to talk about because obviously they're not teammates and um, George is fairly new to the sport. He's only been in two, uh, two or three years. So they haven't really had like, you don't really get to see them interact. He's brought us usually at the front of the grid. Russell's usually towards the back. You don't really get much interaction. But I think we do have a lot of things to talk about here, especially the Sakir um, GP in 2020. Yeah, so for those who don't know or don't remember, Bottas qualified in um, P1 and Russell qualified P2 because that was the one that Russell was driving for Mercedes for um, because Hamilton um, tested positive for COVID. Um, and basically, Russell overtook Bottas in the first lap and was set to win until there were pit issues yeah that race was just a whole mix of emotions I was on the edge of my seat the whole time and when when they wasn't it um they put they put Bottas's tires on Russell's bikes and I Bottas had had an abysmal pit stop and then yeah they put the wrong tires on Russell's and then he had to come in and basically cost him the race because I think he was set to win there but that race was the perfect opportunity to see George actually racing in a great car and at the front of the grid and he he was just amazing he from the sec from qualifying through to the end of the race he you can just you can just tell that he's definitely going to be a championship contender in the future yeah I think we got a real glimpse into the future there um with him racing in Mercedes and it was just so unfortunate that um the pit stop messed up his whole race but yeah I mean he showed what he can do in that car and I think that will go a long way for him um even if he doesn't get Mercedes even if he ends up going to a different team that's maybe like Red Bull or Ferrari or whoever he he has shown that he is able to take those high quality cars and use them to the best of his ability and get somewhere with them rather than just be at the back of the grid yeah definitely and it also shows like because obviously people like Ricardo and arguably Vettel at the beginning of the season that they're not you can see they're not comfortable with the cars he got I think it was only a week prior to the race he's in that car he puts it on p2 not many people can do that that well and I know it's a Mercedes but getting used to the car and just it just looked like he was completely comfortable with it. He was really putting pressure on Bottas. Although he only came P2, it was, I think it was very close. Very, very close. And obviously in the actual race, I think he Russell got him on the first corner very early into the race. So that wasn't, I don't think, it, even if it wasn't an issue, he made it look effortless. So that's just extremely, extremely impressive. Yeah, so the other race that we really sort of highlighted in terms of their relationship with one another is the Imola this year. Wow. <laughs> I, I watched a little clip of it again just before we started recording this just to remind myself what happened and uh, it was just it, it's all, I think it's not only it's, it's not in the crash but it's the whole after bit it, it just just kind of cracked me up a little bit just 
seeing them not not that I want to see them upset but like it was just it's just all like you know drama <laughs> I mean it was the bot on the helmet for me <laughs> yeah I, I remember when I watched I remember when I was watching it like as it was happening I was like oh he gave him a little like pat on the head to see if it was right and then I and then when they showed the replay I was like oh that was not a pat on the head that was like a slap <laughs> a little bitch slap <laughs> For those who either don't know what we're talking about or don't remember, I mean, go back and listen to the podcast that we did on that episode. But um, yeah, Russell and Bottas ended up colliding and there was a few exchanged words, shall we say, (laughs) Um, straight after the crash. Russell went over to Bottas' car and it looked like he was going to check if he was okay. And then he kind of just like, slapped his helmet and we were like yeah no that's that wasn't checking to see if he was okay <laughs> it's also I can't I can't remember if it wasn't didn't um Bottas put up his his middle finger as well he was just like <laughs> yeah yeah he did oh that's you can't write that stuff <laughs> but, um but Russell did publicly apologize for sort of losing his temper um in the couple of days post-race so I think it was more the adrenaline and everything that had happened um, rushing through him. Yeah, it was also quite interesting to see because um, Russell's usually a very like collected and kind of like he's like polite and just like well mannered and like seeing that kind of like upset and aggressive side of him, it was it was definitely a shift in character. But I think at the end of the day, if you've if you were doing, I can't remember if he was, we must be doing well if he's overtaking Bottas, but, <laughs> um, but in the heat of the moment, I think even the best natured people get annoyed. So I, d- I don't think that anyone can say that, oh, maybe he's a mean, per- mean person, as they were saying um, afterwards. I, I really don't think that's the case. And I think anybody would get upset like that if that happened to them. But wasn't it his fault in the end? I think after watching it back. <laughs> yeah, I think, um it got well it got found out that it was his fault and um like we say he apologized um he apologized later on yes i just looked up what actually happened on the race report for that weekend and um george was um in the points and then they collided and then it turned out that George lost control of two wheels, um, with two wheels on the wet grass, oh, which yeah. meant that he went into Bottas. Just, I think that's just an unfortunate. It's, yeah, I think it was just an unfortunate racing incident that, yeah, it could have been avoidable, but at the end of the day, it happened. <laughs> Yeah, so apart from that, we haven't really been able to see much of their relationship whether, or, or what kind of relationship they do have if they have one. So we're assuming that they're like, okay now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I read, I read an article saying that I don't think they really spoke afterwards. I think they both mutually knew that it was time to move on, but I don't think they had any like, conversation about it afterwards um but it's it's the things on social media and all the fan things where you you'll see like an out of context clip of them referring to to each other and it seems a little bit like not hostile but like 
you know what I mean but you can't really it's all conjecture no one's ever said no one said anything like definite about how they feel about each other so you can never actually tell but I think some people like to spin it that they all oh, they hate each other they, they are both fighting for the Mercedes and I, I, I don't think they like hate each other or anything but they just both share a common goal and they're I guess at the moment they're they're going to get in each other's way for that but you don't know yeah I feel like they're both well aware of the situation that's going on and I feel like it like you say the media does like to portray sort of rivalries that aren't there it's like with Netflix and them trying to say that Carlos and um, Lando like hated each other when in reality it couldn't be anything more from the truth so yeah I think in terms of a relationship I don't really see them having one but no. I mean it's if they do it it's all in private and um I feel like we just won't know no, I completely completely agree um but I suppose that takes us to our predictions for the rest of the season and beyond what what do you think where do you think Bottas will place at the end of the season with how he's going at the minute, uh, not very high. I want to say like I want I I want to say that he's going to be placing in the top sort of five, but I really don't think he will. Um, with the way the other drivers are driving as well, um, I really don't think he's going to be up there. But yeah, that's interesting. I th- I think I think he'll. I don't think he's he's definitely not going to get anywhere near Max or. Lewis uh I think he's he's going to be him and Lando are going to be tossing for the like the p3 p4 position I think that's my prediction I, I think I think Bottas has been extremely unlucky I don't think he's going to perform amazingly but I think he'll perform consistently enough in the points to get either a p3 or a p4 but yeah it's definitely not championship worthy <laughs> No, he's definitely not. I just don't think he is a runner-up for a championship anyway. So, um, Russell, where do we think he's going to get to this year? Uh, I think it's, it's well, uh, above Haas. Uh, I think them and the Alfa Romeos are probably the more competition but the Alfa Romeo's are doing pretty well. So I think he, he, him and Latifi are just going to be sandwiched between Alfa Romeo's and the Hasses, unfortunately. just The car's just not scratched. I don't think he can really do it much better than that. Yeah, I mean, we'd love to see him a lot higher up and we'd love to see him um, doing really well in that car, but I just don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but in terms, so... We can't talk about Russell's future <laughs> without talking about the rumours that have been going around in the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, yeah, this whole entire episode is called The Fight for Mercedes. So we actually have to say, who do we think is going to be in the Mercedes seat next year? And judging by the rumours, it looks like it's going to be Russell. <laughs> it's consistent. It's because it's usually you don't get consistency through a rumour, but it's coming from so many sources like online. It, it, I'd be very surprised if it wasn't true. I mean, we all hope and pray that it is going to be Russell in the seat next year. Um, because I feel like 
it will give him a chance to sort of shine and I feel like he would be such a good competitor for um with Hamilton so yeah yeah I think yeah I think he's earned it he's proven he's proven himself in in his earlier racing especially in Formula 2 and when he got the opportunity to race Mercedes in 2020 that also I think he's been patiently waiting for the opportunity and I I think he more than deserves it and I don't I personally wouldn't choose anybody else to go for that Mercedes seat no I don't think anyone else should really be being looked at other than Russell at at the minute um I think with the changes that had happened for the start of this season I feel like everyone's in the places that they're meant to be and I feel like it should just be Russell that should be looking at going to Mercedes. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because if you remember um, when, so Ocken, I think, was it at the end of the 2018 season? He was dropped by, I can't remember what it's called, any Force India or Racing Point, whatever they were called at the time. So that he was dropped and he became the Mercedes, I think, reserve driver. And there was so many rumours that... Um, Toto Wolf, the Mercedes team principal, um, promised him that he would get Bottas's seat. And obviously that never happened. And now he's now at Alpine. So, and he obviously Ocon's in the, also in the Mercedes Young Drivers program. So I think he'd probably be a little hurt that he wasn't considered for it. Because especially if if that did actually happen, obviously we don't know if definitely, if Toto did say, oh, we'll give you Bottas's seat or something like that that must be pretty heartbreaking for him just kind of being like tossed out you're an Alpine now bye <laughs> yeah I think they really need to think about who they're gonna be bringing on if, if they are bringing anyone on I but I honestly don't think that they will be keeping Bottas for much longer um with the way that he's performing and the way that he's sort of reacting to the car almost so yeah, I think they definitely will be changing up the driver um lineup for next year. And like we say, we're hoping that Russell gets it. Yeah. What what do you think Bottas will do? Say if he does get replaced next year, do you think he would go down to another team? Would he join would he be swapped and join Williams or do you think he'd just retire? What do you think he'd do? Mm, I'd hope he'd go to another team. And carry on his racing career but he is at a point where he could potentially start looking at retiring um yeah he's, he's not young he's not a young driver in driver terms he's getting on a little bit yeah so I think he he could go either way um or he could do what many drivers have done and like retire for a year or two and then come back into it you just never know. Yeah, I think I think he's a valuable member. I think he's a valuable driver. I think a lot of teams would be lucky to have him because obviously he's experienced and he. I think I think he's a good driver. I think he would do well on another team. And I think we also have to remember that the um, 2022 regulations are coming into force next year. 2022, obviously. Um, <laughs> so even if he did go to Williams, that's not necessarily a career death sentence you know, with the whole reshuffle, the teams that aren't doing as well may be the ones suddenly climb up the grid. So 
if he did go to a slightly lower down team at the moment, such as Williams, it might not be the end of his career. It might actually work out for him. So you never know. Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it, that you you just can't really predict the future and um, we'll just have to see how everything plans out. But obviously, we we do want to keep seeing him driving. Like he like we say, he's a, he's a good driver and if he was just maybe in a different team, then he would uh, be given a chance to shine. But we'll just have to see, won't we? <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. So that brings us to the end of today's episode, guys. We hope you have enjoyed it. Um, if you do have any thoughts or um, anything that you want to sort of add to our conversation, please let us know. Our um, Instagram and email are in the description of each episode. Um, and we will see you at the weekend with another episode. Thank you. Bye, everyone. <laughs>